But what's good, brother? Hey, there he is. What's good, baby? What's going on, homie? That ain't much, you know, just happy to be here, happy to finally get to it. I know we've been talking about it for a little while, man. I, you can hear me good? Everything clear? Yeah, I was going to say, I can hear you lovely, and you're absolutely right. We've been, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, you know, schedules conflicting, but I'm glad it's finally coming down and we're doing it today, bro. Yes, sir. I mean, mm -hmm. long time coming. You've been making a hell of a runway for it, man. Like, you've been doing something real organic, real dope. And honestly, man, I'm just happy to be a part of it all, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. And I had to get you on because, you know, I've been following you. We've been following each other for a while. Sure. And we connected off the strength of sneakers. You know what I'm saying? I think you I, I might have peeped something on your page. You might have peeped something on mine. But it's about just style-wise. And I, yeah. and I respect the hustle. I respect the drive. So I was like, I got to get you on, man. Um, yeah, let's get it started, bro. It, 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 um, the first thing I want to say is uh, may, maybe because I know what you're all about. Maybe briefly mm -hmm. just tell the audience right now um, kind of who you are, where you're from, and what you do. And then, and then I'll get it cracking. Right. So um, Ricky Shubio for everybody out there that, like, you know, unfamiliar or trying to get familiar. Um, you guys have probably seen my work a lot of different places, a lot of different things. I've been tapped in with a lot of people for some time now. Um, and just still somebody that's trying to, you know, change a lot in the game and just trying to do a lot of things that I've always loved and bring to the forefront with just how things are, you know. So um, New York, New Jersey based, all that whole life. And um, for me, man, no place really better to be than, than there for what I do with so many of the people that I work with being there for so long. So it's like, you know, um, that's it, man. Like me, myself, with the kid brand and Know You're Dope and all that stuff, just getting everything rolling with that. So it's me and my team of fellas is a content uh, collective. And we're just trying to bring a lot of things to life and working with a lot of those brands that have been mm -hmm. special things and they're near dear to our heart, man. So that, that's what's real. Right. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. So, so tapping into that, so you're the creative director, you're the founder of, of Know Your Dope, right? Yes, What's that all about? So honestly, we started out as a content collective. So for me, a little bit of backstory is um, I used to be with a publication some years back, uh, and that's where I got my biggest break and really got into the industry and started to meet a lot of the people that I work with now. And mm -hmm. um, from there, when I left the publication, I was really like, well, yo, what am I looking to do? A lot of the people that I built relationships said, you know, relationships with were like, well, yo, whenever you decide to do what you do, we still want to work with you. Like, let us know if there's a way that we can help. And I didn't really want to do another media outlet type thing because I did that. I was a writer. I was an editor. I was doing photography work. And I, I really just like being creative. So mm -hmm. I sat back with my team who, like, you know, my right hand, few of my fellas that I always just ping everything off of and was just like, yo, well, what's our next move? And they were like, yo, well, you know, you're, you're kind of building your individual name right now. Continue to run with that. But how do you think we should uh, approach the brands? And we were just brainstorming one night. We had a meeting. And basically it was like, well, yo, we still want to be creative. We still want to do stuff, but we want to keep it in a visual form. So, all right, how about we sit there and consult for some of the brands or individual brands and things like that, different people to try to bring different visuals and stuff to like the visual storytelling. So what we do is nice. heavily based in trying to give a deeper and different introspective look to content creation, marketing and campaigning and stuff like that. Cause like I said, 
just like you and I, this is the culture that we grew up in. So, you mm -hmm. know, to be at that table and have that opportunity to have people like us, where we from, that grew up how we, we grew up in different eras, mm -hmm. to be able to say like, yo, I get to be in somebody's ear or tap somebody on the shoulder about this is how something needs to be approached from a campaign uh, advertising standpoint. This is how it needs to be done, whether it needs to be shot, whether it needs to try. This will reach this person or demographic a little bit better. Uh, right. It's something really special to us. So, like, we like to take our inspirations and incorporate it into a lot of our work and get that opportunity and bring a lot of it to life, man. That's that's what we are. That's what kid is. I love that. I love that. And it, and, it, and it only makes sense because, like you said, you're tapped into the culture. This is, you know, you were raised in this. Some people might not be aware of what visually what needs to be uh, of kind of executed to build certain brands. You know what I mean? But I, I love that. Now, now, when did you um, when did you start getting into photography? So photography, photography, I've been into for a little while and um my biggest push into it was probably back with the magazine. Mm -hmm. um, and that started for a single reason where it was kind of just like uh, with that magazine. And one thing we brought off over into kid, which is ironic, is just we always wanted to create original content. And I got a lot of friends at a lot of different media outlets. And I'm not disrespecting nobody when I say this next statement. They've heard me say it before and they know what I mean. When you kind of see an article, kind of no matter what it is, whether it's somebody passing, whether it's a new release of a shoe, and people be getting people passing wrong and all that stuff. That that happens every single day. But you get mm -hmm. the same regurgitated article one place that you get it on another place. And then they cite and source and say, oh, yeah, we got this from this magazine. But it's just the same copy and paste doing it. So we originally wanted to come out with original think pieces when it came down to the writing. And where that expanded from the writing was, um, you know, I was the executive editor. So I was like, third man off and there was two owners of the magazine. It was them two and me and they were like, oh, well, I, we're doing the original writing, but we, we're using the same pictures as everybody else. So like you see our article on the SEO, we're looking things up. You're not going to click it because it looked like the same assets. So like, yo, let's shoot our own stuff. So it really, like me being in the field, so the lovely thing about New York is there's a lot of different events, a lot of different things going on, a lot of different things happening all the time where there's just a lot of industry stuff. So you get a chance to see a lot of that firsthand where it's kind of just like, yo, mm. um, why not? Why wait for the, the pictures from Getty or somebody else that's yeah. from the PR agency? Get your own shots. Yo, that so makes get sense. Get our own shots, put our own, our own spin on it. And that's really what yeah. pushed me into photography. So instead of me having to, and people people that are here now that are, that are out and do all this stuff, they'll understand this. Instead of having to get like an extra plus for an event when an event's already tight, to bring in a photographer, I was like, you know what? Let me start focusing on shooting a lot more of this stuff myself. And then from there, it led into a lot of different stuff. Because you had me, I mean, I was shooting product shots. I was doing Comic-Con. I was doing New York Auto Show. I was doing Fashion Week. I was doing, and a lot of stuff is still stuff I do now. Like, I was doing some NBA stuff, um, all stuff that I shot for them, concerts that I'm shooting, that I was right. working with them. So it's like, yo, I can't just be average with this. I got to be. Nice. Right. So when I, when I left, I mean, plus I always posted my own kicks. It was like, all right, I know what I want to see. So I continued to build off of that and try to give a more creative spin because I hate to say it this way. I've always said it like I'm super tired and I've been tired of it for years. And I know I'm getting long winded, but this one I'm passionate about. <laughs> um, I've been tired of it for years. I'm tired of the ankle shots when it comes to sneakers. Like we either got the in hand joint from this, the joint from here 
or you got the ankle shot. And that's just pretty much like every time you see a sneaker. So I was always looking to throw a little twist to it. And that's how we started to do a lot of the product photography for a lot of the brands because right. making a little alteration, they're like, oh, well, he gets it. He he sees it like how we see it. And he's seeing something we don't see. So that allows us to- A hundred percent. And it's so, it is so true. You know, when I'm, I don't know if I can name the, the company that you shoot for, can I or no? Yeah, no, nah, we can talk so, about so, everybody. So, shoot so, for a couple okay, of okay, okay, yep. okay, yeah, but but particularly when I'm on like when I'm when I'm scrolling through foot action, and I see your shots, they're definitely di different than what most of the common like sneakers sneaker um companies are posting. Like you said, yeah. they're not that typical. They're not a typical sneaker shot. So yeah. They're definitely different. And I like your point about uh writing. Right when you said yeah. that. There's a there's a, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a stock photo, and then all these companies are using that stock photo, and people might not click in and read the article. The articles might be different, but they might not click yeah. in because they're like, oh well, I already read this one, not knowing that it's actually different writing because the image is the same. I love that. Yeah, man. And, and one big thing, and just to shout them out, because I'm always showing love to everybody that I I've met. I think the biggest thing about it, um, I gotta give much kudos to my man Pete. Uh, Pete Very over at uh, Footwear News. Pete okay. has done some. Pete's like a pioneer in the game, been in the game for a long time, and has done some of the most original articles that you will see in the industry. Like it's always his thought, his perspective, and I love the fact that Footwear News does so much. But it's not escaping the fact that it's like, yo, we look at it this way. This is how we see it. This is our thing, and this is what we look at it from. So I always got to give Pete credit because he's out there killing it. And giving original thought pieces with it and think pieces. So that that's what's super salute cool. salute to him for sure. Yeah. Now, yo, outside of obviously shooting for brands, um, I see, you know, I can tell that you're passionate about photography. Is there something that you love to shoot outside of the brands? I mean, that's what's kind of funny. So um a lot of people will sit there and look and be like, yo, well, he's a sneaker photographer. And I'm like, anybody that says I'm just a sneaker photographer hasn't really studied a lot of my work like that. Um, I still like, I still love on model. Um, Fashion week is always dope, dope. Mm -hmm. Concert photography is, so I love going to concerts as a person. I love music as a person. My father was a musician. My mom's love music. I grew up in a musical house. So like oh. um, seeing live concerts and then seeing a live concert from the press pit so you got everybody in the front row, and then you in front of the front row shoot, shooting from there. So it's like a different type of experience to be able to shoot from there. And anybody that's ever done it or if anybody gets a moment to do it, it's something that I would definitely say everybody should do if you can. So concerts are up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, since things are heating up in New York, we're talking about the middle of the summer. I know I got a hoodie on, the AC is on, and brick here. So that's why I got that on. But, um, <laughs> you know, Dykeman is shaking right now, and Dykeman's getting going. Shouts to my Dykeman fans. Uh, shooting basketball games is always, always yep. different because I grew up playing ball. So, like, to see Word. it and capture those moments and freeze that frame is always something crazy. Um, also grew up with an affinity uh, for cars, so I love to shoot cars, too. And just on a personal level, um, I love city photography. I love night photography. So, like, if we ask like, different things, it's a couple of different layers. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, man. Mm -hmm. um, in the era that we're living in right now, where technology is so prominent, right? And yep. you got cats who have uh, uh, these amazing smartphones that have excellent camera qualities. Now, at, nowadays, I feel like everybody thinks they're a photographer. 
Now, being that photography is your profession, that's how you get paid. How do you feel about these iPhone smartphone photographers? you know, people who, who think they're photographers. How do you feel about it? Yo, to keep it a buck, like, it's... Anybody that's held both will know that there's a difference. And I don't mean it between a, a professional photographer and somebody, like, there's people on, on Instagram right now that have it. And they use their cameras for video. They use their camera for photography. I've shot with Moment lenses, where Moment makes a high-class high glass that you can put on your phone. So mm. like it can set your phone camera up to professional photography scale. But I'll say all those people with that talent, some of those people are talented enough that if they crossed over to a full frame or an actual expensive camera and they figured mm -hmm. out how to use it, give them a month, mm -hmm. they'd be killing shit. There's no other way for me to say that. Like, mm. so I look at it like that. Like if you're talking about blowing up a picture, looking at detail, sharpness or, and stuff like that, I mean, anybody that's picked up the two, an iPhone would be great. Your Samsung, whatever, with 60 million right. megapixels would be great. Right. right. But it's just not the same. And the funny part is each one of those phones kind of do, do something special in their own realm. So, like, Samsung may, able to, may be able to have more megapixels, but when you blow something up, the colors may be a little di different. Right. Do something different. So, like... It, it's trust me. I've I've had to use both before. Like when I was with the magazine, we had a Google deal. They didn't really want us using cameras and all that stuff, so we had to use the phone while we had it. So I've trust oh, me, wow. I've done it. And I like that's why I know about those moment lenses and things like that. So I was like, how can right. I get the both worlds? There's some content on my page that was strictly shot on Pixel phones with moment, moment lenses, and some of the stuff you can't even tell the difference. Oh, like there's movies that get it done, but at the same right. time, like. There's not going to be much that beats professional equipment. And the same thing goes for, like, music. Like, it's like, yo, you know, mm -hmm. um, you can get a, amazing sound, almost industry-quality sound in a home studio. But right. if I put you in a $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 studio and put a $5,000 microphone in front of you, it's just going to be different. Right. Like, it's just going to be different. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just different. And if you know what you're listening to, you know what you're looking at, you're going to notice that difference. Dude, I love that you made that comparison of being in the studio and things like that, because on the low theory, the common theme is music. So I love right. how you touched on that. Absolutely. 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 The home quality studios, you can put out some good stuff, right? But yeah. there's just a thing, right? With, with working with a, 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 a trained engineer, yes, uh, uh, things like that, mix and mastering properly. Absolutely. But, but I want to, I want to stay on the topic of photography, like, um, how do you feel switching gears a little bit? Because the way you're talking, I see that you're kind of digital. But how do you feel about film? I respect that. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing about that. Film is the funniest thing to me right now because a lot of people aren't doing film in a traditional sense anyway. So they're shooting on film mm -hmm. and then uh, capturing a picture of the negative with a digital camera. So mm. it, it's... It's not 100% film. We're not talking super dark room film for everybody because even once it's right, you're still capturing it digitally because how are you editing that? Anywhere you put it, people are still going into Lightroom and right. Photoshop and all that stuff and doing their finalizing touches and all that stuff. So, like, a lot of people, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to really find somebody that's fully doing full digital, I mean, full film right now. 
Um, and, and going in the dark room and doing the whole process. Right. And I'm talking right. about like you know, blowing up negatives without right. crossing it into any sort of digital aspect. It's like still, it's like, I mean, I hate to say it. It's like, like I just said with music, very verse. If anybody was still recording in analog and still getting that sound, they were still master on a digital form anyway. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to fully mix in master all analog. So, yo, it's, it's, I love the people that say they're doing it, but they're not doing it like people were traditionally doing it. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Like, but um, That's a good I, point. Think, I think it's a beautiful uh, art still. And I think, I think film is kind of like vinyl where you get a look that can't be replicated no matter what you do. Vinyl, you get a sound that no matter what mm -hmm. you do, it's mm -hmm. never going to sound like vinyl. It's that right. same type of thing. So that that's, right. that's what's crazy about that. So like, I got a lot of respect for a lot of the people that do it, um, that use like medium format cameras and all that stuff, the bigger, heavier cameras. I think it's real dope. I'd love to swing at it. Um, but I also wonder like, yo, is my patience there for it? Because so much has to go into it. You got to be more patient with film. You got to do certain things. Um, yo, rolls of film can be bad. You can, and, and the thing that certain people don't know is like different rolls of film have different features. So just like people put filters on certain things, yeah. certain colors pop different on different rolls of, rolls of film. I'm full digital and this is all stuff that I know. So like, I'm really a student of my game. Like that's real stuff. So like, Certain brands of film just don't have certain colors and certain vibrance, and they'll fade out around the corners, but they'll be super sharp uh, in the center. Like, there's different things and different nuances that come down to it that aren't even related right. to the camera. So right, right. now, it's like, yo, that's my camera, that's my lens. Back then, you could be like, it's my lens, it's my camera, it's the film. Ha. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Right. Uh, for sure. That's wild. Yo, let's... Uh... It's good to know that. I wanted to ask that, and, yeah. and, and I'm glad that you've, you know, you know, you know the differences between the two, but you have your preference. Yeah, totally yeah. fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, switching gears, let's talk about kicks. Okay. Now, um, in your personal collection, how many? How many? Roughly, how many? How many sneakers do you have? Uh, at this point, I'm probably down to someplace in the six hundreds. <sighs> I wasn't expecting that. The six hundreds. Yeah, man. At this point. Yo, when you let me ask you, I don't know if you can reveal this, but when you shoot for these brands, do they let you keep the sample? So that's the perfect way to ask the question. So <laughs> if it's a sample, it depends on what level the sample is. Uh, because a lot of people won't know that. If it's a sample, uh some pairs they'll send out for me directly in my size or they'll send a duplicate. Um, those normally end up in my stories. Some pairs are samples. Some pairs do have to go back to a distribution team. It can be a mixed bag. So right. like anybody that's looking to get in the game, just like, yo, I want to shoot sneakers and do this so I can get all the free kicks. Nobody gets all the free kicks. It, no, right. Nobody, nobody gets all the free kicks. You, even if you worked at said brand, you're not going to get all the free kicks. It doesn't work that way. Right. Um, so, like, it's a mixed bag, man. Like, certain stuff, certain samples where it's only a limited run of, like, yo, these haven't even gone into full production yet. I got to send that back without question. But certain stuff is like, yo, we're going to get you these early. We're going to get you this to duplicate in your size. We only right. have this size. If it's somebody on the kid team and you want to take care of them, 
there's a mixed bag of stuff like that. So right now, being that your your kit collection your kit collection is about six hundred. Living in the East Coast, you know, I'm from Boston originally, but I'm in AZ now. Yeah. I know how hard it is to keep that amount of sneakers in a spot where there's not a lot of closet space. Where are you keeping yeah. all these sneakers at? So, man, for me, a lot of stuff is in storage, bro. Like, like I'll Has definitely go storage. Uh, I'll keep some main rotation stuff at the crib. Uh, but a lot of stuff is in storage. But the biggest thing is, like, you know, temperature control and all that stuff. That's, that's the biggest thing because with sneakers – Right. Um, you know, right. too moist of an area, you could sit there and talk about mildew, too dry of an area, the sneaker will dry out and rot. So like that, right. that's really where they could they could be dead stock and then you, you pull them out a couple years later and you're like, Hold on, why is it already the soles already right. cracked off? Right. And that's the thing, and that's why I'm glad that um there's a recent post floating around right now talking about where your kicks. Now, most of the time it's just like where your kicks because they're gonna fall apart anyway. But right. the dude went into detail, breaking it down, like how you wear the shoes. If you're wearing the shoes, it, it allows the soles to adapt and to be able to take more, like be more pliable and all that stuff. And, and yes. when you do wear them, they'll last longer. So for everybody sitting on kicks and just like, yo, I got a 2005, 2000 pair of 90s, good, good luck putting those on. Like, right. you know, good luck putting those on. Like I, I went to uh, the last complex con that actually happened. I, found, I, got, I had two pairs. Um, I had a dead stock pair of Jordan 16, the cherry wood colorway. So that's one of my grails. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't bring it out, but it's the white, gray, and maroon pair. Uh, and that Jordan, never he's never going to retro that colorway. I finally decided to wear them. And, dog, I'm walking I'm walking, walking through the day. And it, my man's was like, and this is when I did the takeover for uh, Foot Locker. They were like, yo, you're bold to be wearing those after, like, huh. that shoe came out in 2000. I was like, bruh, I don't <laughs> care. 18 years later, they still right. home from the hotel up to the, like, we, we walked past the line. We didn't have to wait in line for any of the stuff for, uh, for Complex Con because we had the press passes and all that stuff, media passes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, walked past everything. By the time I got to the door, my soles were coming off, and I could feel them clapping the grab on a brand new pair. Of oh man! And dog, like mind you, I bought them dead stock. They hadn't been worn. I couldn't like I was waiting to wear them for the right time. I had them for like two and a half years. Right. And it was just like yo, um, they went and I threw them in the trash right there. Like threw them in the oh, trash. And I'm that looking hurts at me. the other. I'm looking at the other pair right now, and I'm just like I already know as soon as I put them on, they're gonna go. And the funny part is. Jordan 16s has such a weird sole. It's like not an air unit in it or anything like that. It's like stacked on top of foam, and that made it, and he kind of made it look like an air unit, even though it wasn't. Right. So, like, that's a shoe that you can't even really get, like, a donor sole to put on that shoe <laughs> and make point. it work. So, like, they're not retro with it, so it doesn't work. It's cooked. Right, right. Damn, that 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 hurts me, bro. Oh my god! But I know the feeling, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of heads in here know what you're talking about. Got now you. we 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 only got a couple more minutes, man. But um, speaking of grails, you got anything that you can show me that you know that are in your collection? All right. I mean, I brought a couple pairs out. Um, just like what was in reach. I ain't feel like going okay. crazy, crazy. Okay. And not, I'm not, not saying I ain't feel like. I feel like I've shown a lot of shoes over the last year because a lot dropped in on a lot of places and a lot of joints real quick for like um for uh a lot of different pop ups and a lot of joints and it was like yo come through show the collection. So I never want to try to 
show some, the same shoes every time. Because when you okay. ask me my grails, yeah. I'm still gonna have 15, 20 shoes that are my my hands down grails. Yeah. That's not gonna change. I believe it. I mean, in the collect in the collection your size, I believe it, man. Right. Show us a so, little something though. Tease us with a little something. bit. Definitely. So yeah. it's, it it'd be wrong for me not to keep it current and talk about my shoes of the year real quick. So okay. so far, we're gonna talk about grails. These are jumping up this year. Shoes of the year. So we're gonna talk to ladies, the new balances, the water joints. So for the people that have them in collection, y'all know how crazy your shoes these are. First, we're gonna talk about shoes of the year. One of my favorite shoes of the year. Like, listen, man, of the culture, for the culture, he's done nothing but amazing stuff. Y'all know New Balance puts out a lot of heat. Can't go wrong with that. So, dude, my listen, are definitely collapsed. I um, tried to get my hands on those New Balances, man. Those um, are crazy. Listen, it's so one of the up. where I may not, I'll tell somebody, like, yo, you may have to get them resale before they go up because the way the other joints went up. Like, and normally, I'm not a cat that'll tell people to buy resale, right. but it's a must-have right. shoe in the collection. Those, those were crazy. All right, what else you got? What else? And my, my second shoe of the year, you know, if I slip this off, uh, we're initially talking about, you know, a women's release that got extended to men's and wanted to be for everybody. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people don't say this right, so I'm going to say it right for y'all, for, for everybody that's struggling with it. It's the Ama Manier. Now, I mean, it's French. So Ama Manier, uh, Jordan 3, which is, ladies, this is one of the greatest Jordans to release in a long time, hands down. Fellas, y'all are lucky that uh, these got extended to men's, um, you know. So like, fire. Like crazy, man. Like, these are crazy. Now, if we start to talk personal pairs, of just what was in my line of sight today. You know, I'm just going to shrug the shoulders with what's in my line of sight that I don't show everybody. Talk to oh, him. Come God. on. I mean, let's go. You know, let's talk go. my shit just a little bit. Please do. I mean, let's go. It's a grail for a lot of people, but it's a shoe I definitely barely give a fuck about. Like, I got to clean these. Like, we talking about off-white UNCs. I put the green laces Ooh. in mine. Like, this isn't a shoe I really care about. Hold it up. Hold it up. people do, so it's like, you know, I, I guess, you know what I mean? If we're still talking about grails from back in the day, now we're going back in the day, and then, and then I say, like, for me, I'm a fives guy. So 3M green bean fives from, like, 06 or 07, whatever the year is, only warm, like, a handful of times, but they still hold it. So love my fives. Can't go wrong with these. The 3M is nuts on these. Um, you know, since we were talking about cars and, you know, Ferrari, you know, I think you think <laughs> Ferrari. Go. Uh, Ferrari Red 21s. The suede on these is ridiculous. Uh, if you have them and they're in great condition, why not uh, pull them out every now and then, now and again? Because these are still wild, comfortable. Like now, oh, the last one, everybody doesn't see often. Now, my favorite three Jordans are five, sevens, and seventeens. I showed a five. I'm not gonna pull out seventeens because I always pull out my seventeens, but I don't and haven't pulled out this seven. In a very long time, I love because I forgot seven. I had them because they were in the closet or in some place and below in a box. I said, can, "Oh shit!" Be, before you pull them out, can I take a wild guess? Because I really don't know. Go for it. You, are you going to pull out the Olympic sevens? I'm not pulling out the Olympic sevens. Okay, okay, go. go not go. pulling I out the Olympic sevens. I want to see. see. That's that's 
Given the Olympics pulling up right now, that wouldn't be a bad joint. Right. Um, if I did, the ones I would want to have, which I don't have in the collection, are uh, for the love of the game joints. They had the the, oh, yeah. the the logo on the back, yep. which is – I love those. Not to say they were any different, but that logo and accent was just enough yeah. for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me but see. Let me see. We're going to talk about the Pearl Ceramic 7s. Ooh. I mean, these were hard to get when they came out. And for them to be in, my souls is on, you know, like these not, these not coming apart and they still look damn good because I wear my shoes, but we grow. When did, the, when did those drop? Two, 2009? I think nine is the year. I think maybe. nine is the year. It's, I was going to say maybe nine to 10, maybe nine yeah. to 10. Yo, it those are big. crazy. And um, the Orion joints. Now the Orions was cool, but those... Like, though, I remember those. Those didn't even come out at every footlocker. Like, you could only get them at certain places. It was like one, it was only like one pair. I know in Jersey, they only had like one or two places that had them. So they had them like in South Jersey, they had them in North Jersey. Um, and in New York, they were scattered around at a few places, but it wasn't crazy. But I felt like those didn't even drop in every state. Nah, like, bro. Wild shit like that. Like, I, 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 I honestly really see those. So that's Bro, a great pair. That's one, like, if you talk about, and mind you, when you start to talk about those lifestyle LS pairs, like the fives and different things, like, Jordan's not coming back out with that. Like, if, if you're of a certain age or around a certain age and stuff, like, if you were early in college, in, like, the early 2000s, so, like, you know, those 2004, mm -hmm. I was a mm -hmm. freshman in college, not me, but, um, or in high school at that time in that range or around I say, right. so better yet, I put it like this. If you're in your mid-30s and, and probably to your mid-20s, those shoes that came out in that 05 to 2009, 2010 range hit different for you. But the funny part is I was actually talking to somebody earlier or yesterday, and bro, I mean, I know we, we got it, we, we on time, but yeah. yo, a lot of stuff tapered off, especially with Jordan brand, because the same people went 05 to 2010 I'll, you'll hear cats like, yo, I always rocked ones. I always right. rocked ones. Who you lying to? We right. was all there. Like, I remember when Jordan ones died, when cats wasn't really rocking with right. Jordan ones, <laughs> wasn't rocking Air Forces, wasn't rocking dunks. And it wasn't a shake to Nike. Nike was still getting bread, but that's not what people were wearing from them. Anything that had a big swoosh on it, cats was like, nah, I'm good on that. And right. that was around that time. Like, that, that was that run from like, 0506 to right. 2010. And then my man said it. He was like, yo, so who brought him back? And I was like, you already know the answer. We ain't going to admit it. A lot of people don't want to say Ye was responsible for that spark, mm. but he was responsible for that spark. Like, yo, it was Ye. And then if you want to talk about, like, I, in my last statement, because I always look up to cats a little bit older than me in the sneaker game. So Clark, Mayer, Perfect Pair, a bunch of them cats, all that stuff, you know, yeah. but, dude that's a little bit older than me that I hear a lot of people still talking about I'll get him and his name not mentioned often enough and the younger cast is starting to disrespect. Who? I better stop going that Wale crazy, bro. Like, Wale, Wale, come on. That's not the guy you want to talk to. Wale. Comes to sneakers. Wale 100. was doing that sneaker shit before it was fashionable. Right. Somebody tag Wale right now. Listen, Listen we're over time, but I want to keep going. This sneaker talk is amazing, man. 
Listen, bro. If you're you me, I'm with it, bro. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah, don't, yo, I can chop this up later. I can do the editing <laughs> thing because, like, you make it's nostalgia for me. When you brought up the sevens, right? It made me think back when around those years that you mentioned, right? Here's how I used to go and get kicks. Okay, I knew when the release was coming. I'd pull up in the mall, right? Yep. You'd wait till the store open. If you're one of the first couple cats to walk yep. into the store, yep. you're going to get a guaranteed pair. But listen, yes, the line was not as crazy as lines now. They'd nah. maybe be 12 people there, if yeah. that. And guess what? The next day, they'd still have pairs left over. Listen, if we it talk was about... different. It was different. Let's not talk about when shoes dropped on Tuesdays. Exactly. Like, if we're talking about, like, when I was a young, young kid, shoes coming out on Tuesdays, and the reason oh, why I feel a lot of the cats that don't know, I mean, cats was cutting school to go get sneakers in the morning, so that's why they had to move sneakers right. on the weekends. Like, right. people understand why that was, was, was crazy, but and it yo, was and different. Yo, and I'm part, pardon me, I don't want to cut no, you, you got off, because you you're the man right now, but, and another thing is, when you walked in there, it wasn't, they weren't limiting you on one pair. You could be like, yo, let me get two of those. If you could afford it, let me get, you know, three of those. You could do that back then. Right. The stores right. were just looking to sell out and make money. They didn't care what was really going on about the demand. Now it, it's different. The demand was different, and they were in a lot more places. So if you right. really want to get into what fucked up demand was – Mom and pops that had Nike contracts and Adidas contracts for 20 years going back into the 70s and from the 90s to the 70s to the 2000s to the 80s, those small mom and pops shutting down is what fucked up the game. If I'm, I'm being completely transparent, because if y'all are paying attention, not every boutique, if you know your, your smaller boutiques that carry sneakers, right? They have a Nike contract, and it's strictly a Nike contract. They have Nike exclusivity. Right. Yep. Your locals, because everybody's still got a local sneaker store, your local isn't getting all the crazy heat. Your the tier ones. used to be getting everything. Right. You know, your locals used to be getting everything, and that was part of it. So a lot of them closing down and being bought out by other companies allowed the distribution to change, and that's not – it was a good thing in certain aspects because certain people could run with more money and all that stuff, but it's a bad thing in another aspect because now you get Nike looks at it and says, says well, yo, we only have to give this company X, Y amount of sneakers as a whole, where it may have been two sneaker shops in the middle of Minnesota that it said, yo, we still got to make sure that they have a full-size run. Right, so right. It's different because now you look at different boutiques in some boutiques, they carry everything. They carry New Balance. They carry Adidas. They carry Puma. They right. carry certain Reebok joints. They'll get collabs that are fire, but they don't carry Nike shoes. Right. Or right. they have a Nike contract, and they'll crazy. get – I mean, because – I mean, it's – No, I, 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 know, I, I know the inner workings, man. For those who know me that are watching, you know where I come from, man. So yeah. I definitely relate to what you're saying, bro. Right. Yo, listen, I think, honestly, that we can talk about this for a while. I think yeah. we probably need to set up in the future a part two. Yeah. Let's, dive, let's dive deep. Let's bring another sneakerhead in the game. Let's really chop it up about this, man. For real. It was, it, was, it was fun. It was excellent. Now, for those who, um, who might not be following you, please tell them where they can follow you, how they can get a hold of you, how they can 
you know, see your, 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 your work. Well, definitely, man. So always on IG, Space Camp Fresh. Uh, I barely use my Twitter, so I won't even plug that. Um, you guys will catch a couple of campaigns. I I'll talk about it now. We got a few things on the way with Puma. Uh, like a couple of things on the way with Puma. Shout out uh, my dude Ian at Puma. Puma's nothing but love. That's really my 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 after Nike brand, and I don't mean it that way. Like yo, my second, but I love what Puma does. There's so much really originality, so much dope shit coming out over there. Love my Puma fam. Few things coming out with Puma. Something coming out with Complex very soon. Um, Y'all can check out uh, a lot of the work that we do on The Big Kids, and that's kids spelled K-Y-D-S. Um, Y'all can check out Kids Meals, which is a part of the brand. They do all the food stuff. So anybody that's sending any food, check them out. Check out Kids Meals. Um, check out Jab Bites. Um, and the website is BigKids.com, which is big BigKYDS.com. And that's where y'all can see everything else. Dope, man. Listen, it was an absolute pleasure chopping it up with you, bro. Seriously, man. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, keep killing it out there. You know, whatever you need, just holla at me. And uh, let's, let's, let's continue the conversation later. For sure, bro. I love that. All right, brother. Be good, okay? Be good, bro. Peace. Later.